From diplomacy to personal visions, we bring you inspirational stories of foreign ambassadors and diplomats across Thailand. Here on Radio Thailand FM 88. This is the Ambassador. Good morning. This is the ambassador. We invite foreign ambassadors to explore their diplomatic careers, experience, and insightful visions. With me, Wanachai Jitthiwong, and with me, Suphaholam Hebun. Today, we carry on our talk with special guest from Chinese Embassy in Bangkok, Shachet the Flyer Yangsin. He will share with us his personal views and his country growth and development miracle. Over the part case and how he saw you on the current stage of Sino-Thai relations. Now, as we know, China has succeeded to overcome the poverty last year, while the country has recently become a full-fledged digital China, given its technological advancement over the last couple of years. Yeah, some experts even say that it was an incredible achievement that the only country like China can make. But it is undeniable that Thailand starts to look upon China as a model for the poverty reduction issues. How about asking our guests about this? Can I ask you to what extent do you think the Chinese growth model regarding poverty reduction and the development of technology and innovation can be adopted to Thai society? Uh, yes, actually, eliminating poverty is the primary goal of United Nations. 2030 agenda for sustainable development, and uh, it is also an urgent task facing countries in the region, including Thailand. Technological innovations uh, is a new source of power for poverty reduction in the new era, and an important way to achieve sustainable development. If we manage to grasp innovation, I think. We succeed in grasping the bull nose to poverty reduction and the plows of sustainable development. Over the past 40 years of reform and opening up, 740 million Chinese people have been lifted out of poverty, accounting for more than 30% of the global poverty reduction population during the same period. China has made world-renowned achievements. In sustainable development, especially poverty reduction. In 2020, all the rural poor people and 832 poor counties were lifted out of poverty. Absolute poverty and overall regional poverty were eliminated. A poverty reduction miracle was created in China's history. And uh, a path of poverty reduction and development with Chinese characteristics is embarked on. China has participated in helping international poverty reduction cooperation. In the past 70 years, China has provided more than 400 billion yuan in aid funds to nearly 170 countries and international organizations. Implemented more than. 5,000 foreign aid projects, and uh, dispatched more than 600,000 aid personnel, trained more than 12 million people of various types for developing countries, and provided help for more than 120 developing countries to implement the 
Millennium Development Goals or MDG. At present, poverty uh, eradication is still a major challenge facing the region and even the world. Both China and Thailand are facing a critical period of poverty eradication, I think. Now, China attached great importance to strengthening cooperation in poverty uh, alleviation with Thailand. Actually, President Xi Jinping and the Thai leaders have reached important consensus on carrying out poverty alleviation cooperation between the two countries on many occasions. The Chinese embassy is in discussion on specific projects for poverty alleviation cooperation with Thai Ministry of Interior, the Ministry of Foreign Affairs, the Royal Volunteer Project, and her Royal Highness Princess Mahata Kriselington's Personal Affairs Division. China is willing to respond to Thai needs and share successful experience in poverty alleviation and reduction. It's nice to hear that hopefully there would be a more meaningful support from China's entrepreneurs, let's say, to Thailand's technology sectors or startups to help the country feel growth and bring about poverty reduction indeed. Now, let's shift our focus a little more personal. We would like to hear from Chartered Flair Yang Xin about his experience in Thailand. Was in Thailand that you feel interesting or impressing? Oh, well, uh, I think I'm lucky enough to have been posted in Thailand three times, and uh, this is nearly 13 years already. Uh, during my work in Thailand, I have experienced Thailand's beautiful scenery, unique history and culture. Uh, but what moves me the most, I think, is the uh, kind and warm and friendly Thai people. Their friendship and goodwill towards China and the Chinese people have left a deep impression on me. Uh, what often we use China and Thailand uh, are as close as a family to describe the profound brotherly friendship between our two countries. Whether it is the uh, ASEAN financial crisis, the Indian Ocean tsunami, the Wenchuan earthquake in China, or the Yushu earthquake, our two countries have been supporting each other. Since 2020, we have been carrying out anti-pandemic cooperation. This is an example for the international community to cope with major public health crises, and it interprets the meaning of community with a shared future for mankind. So I believe after the pandemic, uh, our relations will go further and embrace an even brighter future. Okay, last but not least, can you tell us what aspects about China you would like Thai people to know more, to foster better understandings between us? Well, as you know that China is an ancient country with a history over for more than 5,000 uh, years. And China is also a, a big, very big country with the variety of scenery from the north to the south, from the east to the west. And China has different, uh, for example, foods uh, in, in the of China. So there are so many things that are interesting. But I think what I want Thai friends to better know is the, um, what is happening every day in China and uh, what is the reason for the changing 
occurred day after another in China? Uh, the answer is China's unique national governance, I think. So 71 years ago, the new China or the People's Republic of China was founded. And now we have successfully found the genuine development path. This is the path that suits China's national conditions and development, which we call socialism with Chinese characteristics. The most important thing is to uphold the leadership of our party, the, the Communist Party of China. In China's governance system, we mainly focus on three relations, namely the relationship between the party and the government, the relationship between the central and local government, and the relationship between the uh, government and the people. So the uh, harmony and the smoothness between these three relations uh, relations are significant because uh, they guarantee the support of the people to maximum extent and uh, because they ensure the continuity of policies and the smooth flows of government orders. Under this system, our nation can concentrate power for major endowers. This is also a fundamental guarantee for China's economic stability and long-term social stability. So I hope more and more Thai friends could learn about it, not only knowing what's happening in China, but also know why it is occurring in China. Well, sir, it has been a pleasure to speak with you today. Thank you for sharing bills and information that many Thais deserve to know to get better understanding about China and certainly Thai-China relations. Wow, it's been a lot of fun. We're looking forward to have another opportunity to talk to you again. Thank you for your time. สวัสดีค่ะ. สวัสดีครับ. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. สวัสดีครับ. สวัสดีครับ. Disinformation is spreading alongside the new coronavirus. To counter this, it is important to share information that comes from reliable sources, such as health authorities and the World Health Organization. During the COVID-19 outbreak, only trust official information sources and credible media outlets. Do not share unverified information. This is a message from UNESCO. The Ambassador In promoting China-Thailand integration, physical connectivity such as transport systems or quality cross-border facilities is a key to foster effective economic ties between the two partners. And in the Chinese Go South policy, this has existed for decades and has continued on in this coming decades as China has struggled to pursue free uh, trade and movement of people toward ASEAN. The linking point for connectivity such as the city of Nanning and Kunming um, in the south was strategically determined to connect South China with the northern part of Thailand and in turn further south of ASEAN. So the opportunities in trade and investment have recently arisen thanks to a better and a more intensified connectivity between China and northern Thailand as a consequence of strong efforts to improve connectivity through the project called North-South Economic Corridor. Important trade routes that connect a big volume of cross-border trade investment as well as tourism along the routes across northern part of Thailand. 
I had opportunity many years ago to speak with Consul General of the People's Republic of China in Chiang Mai, Mr. Ren Yisheng. He talked about the massive Chinese businesses and tourists that had flowed to the region in recent years. Now, let's share from him from perspectives of diplomat about how fruitful the connectivity between northern part of Thailand and the southern part of China could be. Thailand is an uh, important close friend of China, uh, and there is a solid foundation for cooperation, for exchanges between the two countries. That's the most important factor for everything. And when it comes to uh, the northern part of Thailand, I think that there are a few figures that I have been told by uh, my predecessors, by my colleagues, that they are very confident about uh, the, uh, the cooperation between the northern part of Thailand and China. The, the reason is that they say geographically it has an, the advantage. It is very close uh, to Yunnan province, to China. Secondly, they say there is a large Chinese community, about 2 million overseas Chinese residing in Thailand, in, I mean in the northern part. And uh, thirdly, a lot more and more Chinese are getting interested in seeing Chiang Mai and the northern part of Thailand. About 10 years ago, the visitors or tourists from China was about 200,000 a year. That's already a lot. But last year, the, the figure rose to 1.2 million. The whole number will increase to about 10 million uh, are traveling to the northern part of Thailand. Mainly Chiang Mai, they say Chiang, Chiang Lai and other provinces and cities as well. And uh, we have heard Chiang Mai has a very, very good foundation, I mean, uh, for tourism industry. So the summer resort for the royal family. And uh, the scenery is so beautiful, it's so peaceful, so quiet. Recently there was a Chinese, uh, our, our relative whose, whose family went. They stayed in a villa which was built in the rice paddy. They were just staying there, relaxing. I'm very, very, very confident about our future cooperation. The good thing that at least that railway link between Kunming and Bangkok has succeeded in terms of infrastructure construction. There are still a lot of potentials, areas to dig up. And tourism is one area that are very much interested because more and more Chinese are going out. In the past few years, I've, we've seen a lot of Chinese tourists going to Europe, to America. But in fact, the traditional road is, uh, they call it Xin Ma Te, Singapore, Malaysia, Thailand. So we should try to further you know, promote this traditional, I would call it a golden tourism uh, route. And the third thing, I think that people-to-people uh, -people communication. I, I've heard we have 6,000 students studying in the northern part of Thailand. I'm sure that uh, with the further development, uh, there should be more uh, students going there. And the third thing is that uh, this uh, one belt, uh, one road initiative, I think that uh, there are a lot of uh, potentials. The future is bright and my responsibility is very heavy, but uh, I'm very confident. <laughs> I will do my best to promote them. Connectivity between China and major neighboring countries like Thailand all aiming to make the cooperation network wider, stronger, and more effective.
Hopefully, the two partners, China and Thailand, will sooner or later restore the bright days after COVID-19 pandemic subsides so that people and goods from one another can move across border freely, bringing about benefits to both sides. And that's it for our program this week. Thanks for listening to The Ambassador. We will be back next week with insight about diplomatic journey of our invited diplomat that you may find aspirational. Remember, you can always find us at podcast, theambassadorfm88.podbean.com to get all episodes you want and follow us at Facebook fan page, Radio Thailand World Service and another one, FM88 Radio Thailand English to discover the rest of editions and other stories about our English programs, news and analysis. This episode was produced by Radio Thailand English Service. With special thanks to Charter the Flag of Chinese Embassy in Thailand, Mr. Yang Xin, his staff, and entire Radio Thailand production team. <laughs>